Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Andrea Cassetta! Yay! Yay! And we've got a great episode for you. It is Paige's Week Part Duh! Chardonnay titties. This one is really fun, really informative, which is code word for say it at the end. And then again, very, very fun, and we might be the first podcast that has to make merch based off of Patreon shoutouts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying stay tuned for the shoutouts. There's some gold in there. I made it a point that whenever we do our shoutouts, that we're still riffing. Like every, <laughs> all of our shoutouts, all of our like plugs at the end, I always want those to still be entertaining. So I really hope you do listen to them. Um speaking of Patreon shoutouts, we have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a Patreon for just $5 a month. You get access to... Sweet, sweet bonus content, baby. Yeah. You want to tell them what kind of bonus content? Well, so far, we've done two full-length episodes, one on the history of Hitler's mustache, but then another one on the Juggalos. Yeah. And we have a dope one coming up this week, baby. We sure do. Every other week, you get access to the Speculation Zone. It is a great time. It's basically just a bonus version of our actual show. And uh, the more we do it, the better it gets and the more ideas we get for just some real, real fun stuff. Um, to hear more about our Patreon and different rewards at all levels, you can go to patreon.com slash cultpodcast. This is also the point in time where we would do five-star reviews, but my computer being real dumb. So uh, I'm going to make a five-star review up. Uh, hey, this is Gary. And, um, the podcast is good, except for the beginning episodes that don't have too good audio. And sometimes this Mondo guy is really annoying and he does jokes that are really weird and avant-garde and kind of absurd. And they don't really make sense at the beginning. And sometimes there's a callback to it later in the episode that makes it a little bit funny. But really, the podcast would be a lot better without him. Three stars. <laughs> I thought this was a five-star review. I love uh, how even when you write your own reviews, you can't love yourself. <laughs> too real for a little bit in there. I was like, I think that's verbatim one of the bad ones. <gasps> I have to go to therapy. <laughs> well, we've got a great episode for you. And uh, fuck that Gary guy that I made up. Please uh, <laughs> write reviews to tell Armando how funny he is. Come on. Uh, you don't got to unless you feel like it. So without any further ado... Let's get into the show. Hello. 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 Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always... These are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have... Andrea Gazzetta! Yay! And it's part two. Yes! It's the baby. second tip. 
<laughs> is this the pea titty or the chardonnay titty because technically last week's episode was called the chardonnay titty the, the chardonnay is the sweeter of the two titties okay. and so the first one was definitely the chardonnay titty <laughs> we're gonna get deep into the pea titty this week Ooh. it's it's gonna get crazy uh i'm back from texas things are wild i ate lots of meats and too much cheese let's do this yeah <laughs> i call that tuesday uh also shout out to the cult podcast listeners that came to hang out with us at a place that was literally called dairy palace what yeah we went to dairy palace with kate jenny and rebecca so thank you for coming out also i know we took pictures but i don't have any of them so if any of y'all want to post them in the group or like send them that's cool <laughs> Also, when I die, bury me at the Dairy Palace. It was it was mad good. We had ice cream. It was delicious. Damn. Texas got like hella good ice cream because it's all like bluebell ice cream, which is like, I don't know, <sighs> from the cow's blue ball. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it tastes so sweet. They get sweet. the cows all horny. Wait, but the, but wait, 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 wait. The cows that do dairy are not the ball, the ball cows. No, one of the cow's balls is full of milk. Don't you know anything about cows? <laughs> I know they got eight stomachs and like 32 balls. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Four of those stomachs are for cheese. And then one of the balls is for milk. Oh, my God. Science. I can't believe you don't know that. What kind of school did you go to? <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> so I did have, like, the, all seriousness, some of the best ice cream of my entire life this past weekend. They had one that was, like, pumpkin spice flavored, but then it had, like, candied pecans in it Ooh. and brown sugar swirls. Mm. Die and bury me in that. And I had Torchy's queso. Hell yeah. Oh, bury so me in it. <gasps> Do we get to try that when we go to Texas? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> if you don't, I will excommunicate you from <laughs> my life. Oh but my what God. I did find out kind of this time that we went, now that I've tried it a second time, there's a place in Highland Park that's actually pretty close. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, all of that to bring us back to our big titted Dallas cult. Yeah. So yes. again, sources are uh, D Magazine. <laughs> I bought a subscription, by the way. <laughs> the Magnum subscription or the regular one? <laughs> you know, they're actually about the the same size. A lot of people don't know that. It's just kind of a status thing to have the Magnum D Magazine. One time in high school, I watched a school nurse pull a D Magazine over her hand all the way down to her elbow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a D Magnum zine. <laughs> Magnum zine. Um, so it's D Magazine, The Rise and Fall of a North Dallas Cult. Uh, we've the actually. Rise and Fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. The erecting and de erecting <laughs> of a <laughs> Dallas cult. The erecting and the flaccidating. <laughs> the flaccidating sounds just like like a blanket event that killed the boners of an entire town. Just like flaccidating. The flaccidating is coming. It sounds like a horror movie paid for by Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> The flaccidating. Why don't they pay us to write their Halloween commercials? I don't know. I don't know why they would need to have a seasonal Viagra commercial, <laughs> but if they needed a Halloween one, that's us. I'm really looking forward to the pumpkin spice Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> it's Viagra, but with gloves. <laughs> and a scarf, because it's just a little chilly out. Oh my god, dicks with scarves. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Next to like a hand-painted wooden sign in that font that everyone uses. Oh my um, god. All Which right. house are you, Gryffindor? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I <feel> sorry. <laughs> I feel like it's always Slytherin. Anytime oh, a right. is in a house, I'm sorry. The one You're, right. You're right. You're uh, right. 
anyway, next source, uh, <laughs> <laughs> The Curse of the Black Lords, which is an article from Texas Monthly by Peter Elkind. Uh, again, the D Magazine article by George Rodriguez. Is, yes. that, is that the sequel to Pirates of the Caribbean Black Pearl? Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then also the Los Angeles Times article, Mystery Lingers About Mystic and Ten Deaths. Ooh. Texas, after nearly four years of investigation, prosecutors are no closer to pitting the fatalities on anyone, but Terry Hoffman faces up to 50 years in prison for bankruptcy fraud by Pauline... Ariaga. That was a very long title. Yeah, great writer, terrible title maker. <laughs> Just like you can't distill any of it. No. The world needs to know. <laughs> it's like she opens an ice cream shop and instead of calling it 31 flavors, she lists all 31 flavors. <laughs> yeah, just right on the front door. <laughs> um and just a brief recap of what happened last time. Uh, we've got Terry Hoffman, horrible childhood. Thought Great she Great haircut. Yeah, thought she talked to the wise men and Jesus. Um, believes that she can tell the future. Oh, let's get into the Akashic Records. So yes. this was something that last week I was like, I've never fucking heard of this shit. I did extra digging because people in the group were like, no, that's totally a thing. So fun fact about the Akashic Records so akasha is a sanskrit term no surprise there um and it's a theosophy term so it's not like strict hermetic occult it's theosophy and a lot of people attribute it to madame blavatsky but that is actually incorrect it was actually first coined as far as written published works by henry Steele olcott in a buddhist catechism and then basically propagated again by Alfred Percy Sinnott in his book, Esoteric Buddhism, basically a mythical record of your life and your past life and everyone else's past lives and everything everyone's ever done, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. It's basically 42. Yeah. <laughs> it's 42. It's, um, this, 42. Is, this is what everyone thought in like elementary school your permanent record was. Yeah, 100%. It's going on your Akashic record. Now... Uh, my favorite part is if you type Akashic Records into Google uh, Yahoo Answers. <laughs> uh, it says, how can I access my Akashic Records? And it has steps. Oh, my God. So it says step one to access the Akashic Records. You need to release resistance. It doesn't give you any other information. <laughs> Lots of farting here. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you got to squeeze some Chardonnay out of that titty. <laughs> then step two, meditation doesn't tell you what what kind anything number three tell the universe what you would like to channel or know and then you simply allow it to flow through you <laughs> like chardonnay <laughs> after you drank too out much of your of titty oh into your titty okay. or into the toilet mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and number four after accessing the akashic records trust yourself <laughs> that's it that's okay. all it says <laughs> um it's it's kind of like space star ordering or the secret it's um, really some Emperor's New Clothes bullshit. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, it sounds more like a, a theosophical sky mall. That's basically, and it is theosoph- theosophy, theosophy-based, Yeah, uh, which is part of why I wasn't as familiar, because I haven't done as much research into theosophy. This is probably the first 
cult that's touched on it at all and she ends up making up a lot of shit later on yeah the other thing too is is that when i did do research into theosophy for uh one of the heaven's gate episodes i think i told you i made it half a book into the and just one particular person's thoughts on theosophy and i was like this is bullshit (laughs) (laughs) it's so dumb see here's my thing I feel like if you want to get into the occult, if you want to go to hell, and this is your chosen way to do so, (laughs) I'm just saying, you're already getting into the occult. You got two choices. You could do homework or you could do Jack Parsons' girlfriend and then invent Scientology by coming on knives. Be a winner. (laughs) Like, do you want to jizz on some knives and get shit done or do you want to do homework? Come on. If you got the sharp cum, you can get yourself a couple yachts, baby. Yeah. 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 I'm just, do you want to like, you know, call out to mystic beings and bleed all over shit while jizzing on magic cloths? Or do you want to read books that don't make much sense? This cum can cut through anything for (laughs) three easy payments of $9.99. I like that your options are either listen to Yahoo Answers or become a more sinister improv. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm like, if you're going to get into the occult, get into the occult. Like, go the fun route. Terry, I I thought you were meditating. I'm meditating as a sure imitation. I trust myself. (laughs) I'm just saying, you gotta trust yourself. I trust myself. And no more limits. I did one of two things. Either I access my Akashic Records or I just ordered some bullshit off of Sky Mall. I'm not sure yet. But <laughs> These we'll knives see. can cut through anything. <laughs> this one's pretty good. They got in the Sky Mall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, there's so much fun to be had and they're not having any of it here. Did we already do Cumco? No. Cumco Knives? <laughs> Holy shit. Does a teenager have to bring them to your door and then make you sit through an awkward presentation while they jizz on the knives? They have so much cum. Of course it would be them. (laughs) They could carry it in a suitcase. (laughs) Why do they need a suitcase? Have you ever ever been to a Cutco presentation? Yeah, I almost did it once. Like, I went because I was like, I need a job. And I was like, this isn't a job. This is horrible. I'm not even good at selling myself. Here's the... This is... I didn't mean that in a sexual way. I meant that in terms of like shaking hands and looking people in the eye. I yes, mean, pussy if can I could cut be- through anything, <laughs> if I could be into theosophy or selling myself along with these knives, I think I know where I'm going. So to wrap everything up, uh, the Akashic records are real, but it's one of these things that you kind of have to. Well, they're be not a bit real. Into. Well, no, they <laughs> are. They are a, a thing. They are a belief that has existed. It is the spiritual permanent record it's the spiritual permanent record it's much more modern than most other occult thought i would say it's a newer edition mm-hmm. um and it's only present in certain types of occult thought i see i feel like if you like akashic records you're a bit of a hipster i personally like akashic mp3s <laughs> <laughs> it should be the other way around <laughs> I, I don't know man mp3s are fine they're fine for me anyway so Uh, They are real, but I think this is a lot like Bonnie Nettles, where it's kind of like, I think Terry absorbed this information at some point, probably when she was reading up on it home alone with her Chardonnay, (laughs) and then she develops her own worldview on top of it. Yeah. So she's begging, borrowing, and stealing from every other sort of philosophy that's out there that she can get her hands on at the time. And she's basically creating her own version. Of course. Yeah, whatever whatever you know uh, as the Akashic Records are not what she was, 
she was preaching and and we will get way the hell into that in just a bit where she's she's kind of using names and it's something completely different like i don't know if you've ever like if you have a favorite food and then you've gone to a restaurant and seen it on the menu and been like fuck yes and then somebody brings it to you and it's not at all what you thought but yeah i i had this one time where i went to a hungarian restaurant and they had they called it i think cheese dip and I was like, how could you go wrong with cheese dip? And now I know that it was probably pimento cheese, but I'd never oh. seen anything like it at the time. Yeah. And it, but it was not at all what I was expecting. It's it's basically that idea where she's taking the names of things and it's whatever she decides that they are. Gotcha. It's not necessarily grounded in reality. It's like um, how Poland makes pizza. It was very bad. I was there. It was so bad. <laughs> That's weird because in Germany, pizza was really good. Mm. Anyway, so um, at this point, she's converted all of her Chardonnay buddies and their teenage sons. Oh, man. Oh, no. And their teenage sons' girlfriends. But what she's starting to do is break up those relationships. Control, baby. And she was basically, she would break up relationships if she didn't believe that people were each other's soulmates. Which, you know. Hey, Michael, come here. All right. You want to know she's your soulmate? Okay. Pick one. Pink, P, I, (laughs) I should do one of those at the end of this episode. (laughs) Yeah. The little, I'm talking about the little, the little foldy, uh, what's it called? Fortune teller thing. Yeah. Cootie catcher. Yeah. 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 Um, So that's kind of where we left off is she was getting way too involved with the teens and her marriage was starting to fall apart yeah because her husband's like this is all bullshit terry what the fuck are you doing yes and and he doesn't believe her he doesn't believe she has powers he doesn't believe in anything she's spouting in fact when she would bring things up and be like oh i can access this this and this he's like that's three different things and you read books about them three months ago i know because i ordered the books for you (laughs) no you don't believe that i'm a prophet and you know what you don't support my dreams and i'm seeing give me the chardonnay Yeah, it's it's that where he's she's like, oh, I'm this, this and this. And he's like, that's bullshit. Yeah. And you're selling it to these people and you're a con artist, basically. Oh, it's also hard to have a relationship with your real wife when your relationship with your work wife, your truck is so strong. I know. know? Mm -hmm. Unbreakable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and eventually you just want to like drive the country getting into arm wrestling fights (laughs) with your son um just me cool or or you just want to pick up like a little weird man in a suit and take him to the alamo to find his bike um (laughs) shouts out to large march yeah oh god that's so terrifying (laughs) uh so terry at this point was rapidly gaining followers because drunk people will believe a lot of shit and teenagers also super into a lot of nonsense well also like women that don't believe they have a purpose that are kind of just like these housewives they want to feel special and this makes them feel like they're a part of something or that they have a purpose same with bonnie nettles yeah what's more special than being an ancient reincarnated being right women be believing (laughs) women (laughs) women be pouring the chardonnay That's the messiah I like to follow. So Terry, rapidly gaining followers, and her followers started giving her money because they believed in what she did. And so she was bringing home $100 to $500 a week. And mind you, this is in basically the early 60s. That's a lot of money. And her husband basically was 
only he was lucky to bring home a hundred a week from oh, working shit. forty hours a week. So, so she's bringing home the bacon. She's bringing home the bacon, and she's doing it just by sitting around talking bullshit to her friends and drinking wine. And yeah. he's out working. He's you know, literally shipping bacon. Yes, yeah. He's literally bringing home the bacon from the. You know, he's driving the Pork Chop Express, and <laughs> he's not making a lot of money at it, and she's making a ton of money by lying to people. And it really didn't sit well with him. Uh, but also, he didn't really like her followers, because they had started showing up at the house and following her around, like Sandra Cleaver. She basically would say that she thought of Terry as Jesus. So she always wanted to be around her and sandy had a family of her own which we'll kind of get into a little bit later but she was constantly like bringing her money and showering her with tons of jewelry because she believed that the stones in the jewelry had power and would protect terry i always forget the the christian ideal of jesus was just an iced out dude just like a standard rapper. I mean, you know? it, it wasn't like, I don't know if you remember the end of Indiana Jones and the temp or no, the last crusade yeah. where the modest cup is the cup of the carpenter. Oh yeah. It turned out to be the, just the, the big gulp, right? Yeah. The, Cause exactly. it's refillable. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the cup I've seen most carpenters. I mean, how do you, how do you think that Jesus like fed people with loaves and fish and was able to feed them all? It's cause it was free refills. Oh yeah. So, He was getting a little wary of people constantly showering his wife with gifts and her starting to believe her own nonsense. But more suspicious was Glenn Cooley. If you remember from the last episode, he was the one who had the girlfriend who allegedly was going to get into a car crash until they prayed so it didn't happen. (laughs) Well, she also broke that relationship up because she didn't believe that they were soulmates. Yeah. And Glenn started to sit right next to her to hold her hand during meditation. And her husband had started to notice that Glenn was around a lot, like a lot, a lot. Yeah. And How he was also 18 or 19. How old is Terry at this time? Terry's in her 40s. Oh, God. Early 40s, though. That's it's, I mean, not it's, saving it's not it. okay. Yeah, yeah no. no. By the way, at this time in Texas, uh, early 40s meant that, that your hair was early 40 inches off of your head. <laughs> 40 gallons yeah. of Chardonnay. Um, but Terry beat him to it, and she actually filed for divorce Damn. in 1970. Damn, yeah. Terry. I mean, she has her own money. That's what happens when women have their own money in that age. <laughs> Damn, Andrea! Here's the crazy thing, though, about the nineteen early 1970s, late 60s, early 70s. This is exactly 1970. Is that you could still just have women committed to mental asylums. Oh, yeah. So she filed for divorce, and then the sheriff showed up and took her to the hospital for psychiatric evaluation. Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Because basically, they're like, oh, you don't want to be a housewife anymore? There clearly must be something wrong with you. Well, okay, okay, okay. There okay. is something wrong Just, with Yeah, her. devil's advocate. This is, she should have been taken, yeah, yes. Because that, that shit can be used uh, negatively and poorly, but it's also like, she was like, I'm divorcing you because I'm Lady Jesus. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you see my chain, bitch? <laughs> Um, why are her abs so nice (laughs) (laughs) so 
she managed to convince the doctor at the hospital that she was fine. Nothing was wrong with her. I think she's a sociopath. Yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, she's checking a lot of boxes. Yeah. So as they went through the divorce, though, the court was not fully convinced. So she actually lost custody of her youngest son and daughter. And basically, in the divorce, she gained custody of her teenage daughter. She gained custody of her teenage daughter's car, (laughs) an assortment of stocks, a shotgun, rifle, and a pistol. And then John, her husband, kept the house and the two youngest children, the furniture, and all of the family bank accounts. Damn, sometimes Damn. you forget this takes place in Texas and then you say that whole list of stuff. <laughs> like this gun and that gun. That was the thing when we were in Texas where Jake warned me before we went. He's like, you need to be prepared to see people just out in public with guns all the time oh, and yeah. not Shit. be worried about it because it's just going to happen. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I for three days, I didn't notice a single gun. And I was just like, I didn't see any guns. He's like, it's because you don't know to look for guns because you've never been in a place where guns are always out. He's like, everyone had guns around us all the time. Thank it's, you for not noticing, I guess. With my fucking dad's family, it's the same shit, but they got like the bad the bad guns, like the guns yeah. you shouldn't have. And I'm just like, you don't fucking need it. Yeah. You don't need this gun. You don't need any guns. Yeah, like Jake went in to buy cigarettes at one point and the guy behind the counter just had one out on the counter. Ugh, I, I don't like that. Yeah. yeah, it's because Camel was having a buy a pack, get a gun. <laughs> no, wait, buy a pack, get a gat. Why did I not think of that first? Straight up, I was driving through Kentucky and an ad came on the radio station at three in the morning. There's nothing else going on on the radio. And the ad was buy a pickup truck, get a free shotgun. And I just waited because I was hoping like I was like, oh, this is like a comedy. Yeah, this is a bit. Where was and it, this? Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> Go to Kentucky. Armando got up for that bit. I hope you all appreciate it. Let me just sit back down. That was a very time-inclusive, time-sensitive bit. (laughs) Armando does not get up for bits on this podcast. No, never. (laughs) So within months of her divorce being finalized, Terry married Glenn Cooley. Oh, Oh, no. So she actually, at this point, she was 33, so not quite in her 40s. She she had her first kid at like 15. Was Was it like a, do you think it was like a shotgun wedding? I mean, she did have the shotgun. Yeah. I was going to say, because I know at that time there was this thing where it was like, if you have a shotgun wedding, you also get a free pickup truck wedding, too. (laughs) Or is that just in Kentucky? (laughs) Across the back with hands and streamers, just says, just got a gun. (laughs) Straight up, I'm upset about this. And then I just did the math between me and Armando. (laughs) And it's not that much of an age difference. <laughs> yeah, the difference is you're not, or you're not twenty. Like yeah. he literally just turned twenty. The other thing is that you did not know me when I was a child. I did not, and I did not groom you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, they went to you New. Barely groom me now. Look at this beard. <laughs> hey. Uh, they had this ceremony in New Mexico, and they brought Sandy Cleaver with them, her number one fanalo. Um, then. They I have somebody to gas you up, I guess, just to be like Jesus. It's, it's her hype man. She's her hype man. Yeah. yeah, she carries the chains. 
That one has a really big clock on it for some reason. I also just want her to sell Cutco knives just because her last name is Cleaver. <laughs> is that just me that I want her to fall for this pyramid scheme? I think you mean Cumco knives. Cumco knives? I forgot already. <laughs> uh, they oh returned. Write to... this in the Akashic Records. Cumco. They returned to Dallas and straight up just bought a house. Damn. I mean, had money. Damn, Bitch is balling out now. Bitch was balling out. And they started to revise the literature of her beliefs. Now, they they do eventually write a book, sort of, but not a good one. And it no. doesn't catch on much outside of their group in Texas. Basically, she decides that Sandy Cleaver is her missionary. Kind of like how Sonya Moon had people who like went out and told people. She was like... Sandy's my gal. Yeah. That's who it's going to be. The only problem is Sandy had some very big issues of her own. So Sandy, as a child, had been raised mostly by a maid and her father because her mother was sent to a mental institution when she was a young child and never came back out. And as we know at this time in history... That could have meant that her mother, unfortunately, had maybe some problems, maybe, you know, depression, any number of things that now people can lead fully functional lives. But at the time, they would just lock people up. Yeah. It's or, ranging from like schizophrenia to just didn't come enough. Yeah. It's and anything from like, you know, paranoid delusions of grandeur and, you know, inescapable mania to disagreed with dad one too many times yeah like, as a woman you could be you know committed for almost anything at the time um but so she was mostly raised by a maid uh she eventually had her own child after being married um but she never connected as well with her child she actually in many basically accounts said she was kind of afraid of her because she felt like since she had not had a mother she didn't really know how to mother her daughter oh that's Hmm. really hard um but i think there's actually a little bit more to it than that she also felt like she wasn't cut out to be a housewife but the way that that manifested for sandy was that she started delving into both theosophy and the occult and any number of things and used that kind of as an escape and thought that that was going to help bring her peace about her situation. So she became obsessed with jewelry and homeopathic medicine. And I mean, like Mr. T levels of jewelry that she would wear even in the shower. I was, oh, damn, that's a flex. Yeah. You ain't want to do that. You can't do that with a fake chain. You're going to turn all green, bro. Well, Are it we was, yeah. so it wasn't fake. She was dropping loads. I mean, stacks. <laughs> she was Man. dropping stacks. Women dropping, be shopping. She was dropping loads on the knives, but then dropping <laughs> stacks on the jewelry. <laughs> so, she, uh, so you're not. You don't. You mean like? Um, I don't mean to insinuate that it's not real, but you mean like? You don't mean like homemade jewelry. Um, I just you mentioned New Mexico, so I guess what I'm asking both. is: Is she wearing gold or turquoise? <laughs> both. Okay. Because it would be gold, but also stones. She was obsessed with stones. Damn. She, she was always buying gems and stones. And it's one thing, like I know people attach different meaning to crystals and stones. 
I get it. This lady was taking it to a whole different level. Like she, you know, those like collars the pharaohs used to wear. Imagine yeah. that just made out of fucking chains and stones damn. in the shower on a middle-aged woman. Like that's, that's she would have if she would have seen little Wayne's teeth, she would have just b- exploded. Oh my <laughs> god, she, she would have produced her whole line of Cumco knives. <laughs> so she not only was constantly buying all this jewelry for herself, she had started buying it for Terry because she wanted Terry to be protected. Yeah, because if you love to get stoned, you love to get your friends stoned. Of course. <laughs> it's a gateway necklace. <laughs> is she... Uh, stop me if this is something you're about to get into. Is she... Is she making... Is she? Is this her money? Is she buying on credit? Or is this... It sounds like she had a lot of family money oh, okay all right um you know enough to have a maid during the great depression that yeah you know what i didn't put that together yeah she does come from the cleaver family famous for their knives yeah of note so i i don't know that she was like rich rich but she was rich enough to fund her jewelry obsession and to consistently funnel money into Terry's pockets. Damn, most people have to put out an album a year to do that. I know, right? Well, I'm a small business owner because now I do jewelry. So <laughs> that uh, that's that happens in like a minute or two. <laughs> oh I'm sorry. That, that becomes Terry's business plan. Um, some of her. Now, here's the other thing. She was obsessed with homeopathic treatment. So she was constantly taking supplements, pills, oils, anything and terry started recommending more pills pills that they could only get from mexico because they were not approved in the u.s so they would basically order the pills and then someone would bring them on a greyhound bus across the border they would then take the pills and send the basically messenger no nothing like black market pills she was taking at one point up to 20 pills 20 pills a day oh my god what kinds of like what are placebos Oh, weird. Yeah, vitamins, placebos. Yeah. They they don't really do anything. It's it's I mean a lot of supplements don't do much. The only thing you should bring back from Mexico is chlamydia and a ruined spring break. Her husband, uh Sandra's husband, Mr. Cleaver. Mr. Cleaver allowed most of this to go on. He didn't really get involved until Sandra started trying to give the pills to their daughter, Devereaux. Oh, yeah, no. no. Here's another clue that they had money. Their daughter's name was Devereaux. <laughs> <laughs> That's a money name. Um, so she started trying to treat her daughter, Devereaux, with these basically miracle pills. Treat her for what? Yeah. Any number sick? of things that she believed Devereaux had. Okay. I mean, my parents made me eat a lot of ginseng and echinacea and stuff. That's actually good for you. It's really good. Yeah. I I almost never got sick as a child. Now I get sick all the time. My so. parents did stupid shit too. Like they, they were like, you gotta drink water. Ugh. <laughs> idiots. For my, you know, Italian grandmother was garlic and so her house, like anytime roasted garlic just reminds me of the smell of her house yeah and she used to eat it constantly and that woman is almost 90 and never got fucking sick ever yeah and when i eat a ton of garlic on a regular basis i do feel better that see i don't know there is something to that dumb shit like my mom was always like you gotta eat you gotta drink like eight cups of water a day and i was like okay mom (laughs) if i'm not healthy then why is my pea brown the healthiest color. What if I drink two four locos? That's eight locos. That's like the same as yeah. eight waters. <laughs> you don't think there's water in four loco? I mean, there's definitely some. There's something in there. 
it's loco. When I drink, when I drink it, it makes me feel better until it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Have you talked to someone? Only my four loco dealer. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> Here's um, a stone. <laughs> Here's some rocks. Um, feel a little less loco. So everything seemed to be going okay. Except for her trying to cram like hella Flintstone vitamins down this kid's throat. Um, until Devereaux came down with a like a horrible fever. She was clearly very sick and declining quickly. And they fought for almost an entire day about whether or not they would take her to the hospital or treat her at home. Oh, you dumb bitch. Take her to the hospital. Eventually, Chuck, her husband, kidnapped his own daughter to take her to the hospital where they found out that she had scarlet fever Damn. which back in the day could debilitate you for life the one of my friends growing up had cochlear implants because she had scarlet fever as and a baby and she went deaf mm-hmm. yeah the mom would have the mom would have been able to catch them but uh, unfortunately before she went out the house she had to put on all 37 of her chains exactly <laughs> sandy was convinced that Terry was the real thing and always resented her husband after for taking their daughter to the hospital, even though he saved her. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Um, they continued to fight and eventually they divorced. And her husband was told by his lawyers that he had a good case for getting custody of Devereaux given Sandy's erratic behavior. But they also told him that at the time, fathers were rarely granted full custody. And if he wanted to guarantee that he would see his daughter again, he should sign for visitation only. Hmm. And so he agreed. No. But he listed a stipulation that Sandra needed to have Devereaux treated only by recognized physicians admitted to practice in Texas. It's just not recognized. Look how many chains he's got. He's fucking balling out. But unfortunately, that decision would eventually cost him his entire family. No. no. So at this point, Terry's group takes a turn. She had gathered a group of very loyal followers and then a lot of tertiary followers. And they were constantly giving her money. But that money was starting to slow because a lot of them had stopped working to just completely follow Terry. So there wasn't as much cash flow. Um a woman named Joyce Tepley was a psychotherapist that at one point was in conscious development and she was part of what began to be called the elite teachers group. So members of the elite teachers group were handpicked by Terry and she told them that they were spiritual masters as well and that they were put on earth to help fight the black lords. She claimed that earth was the 17th lowest planet in the universe. That seems to, that's a common theme throughout most different things of theosophy that I've read is that Earth yeah. is not the only one, the only planet inhabited, but it definitely is the shittiest planet yeah. to inhabit. Um, she said that it was one of the worst in terms of vibratory energy, which, oh. fuck you, bitch, just get new batteries. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that was hampering the peace and happiness of everyone on the planet. So she had selected 40 men and 40 women to form this teacher's group. And by 1977, a lot of them began to learn how to, quote unquote, fight. She started to say that studying wasn't enough. They had to learn to actually fight the Black Lords. 
and the evil forces. So she claims that the Black Lords traveled in lodges and could be fought only in the spiritual realms, not in the physical world, just like Twin Peaks, which oh. came out like five years later. Damn. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Twin Peaks if Twin Peaks is awesome. I usually rewatch it kind of this time of year because it's Halloween-y. Mm-hmm. But Twin Peaks pulls a lot from occult imagery and theosophy as well mm-hmm. and this is definitely one of those pieces yeah that is present in a couple other versions and they pull from it they have both the black and the white lodge in mm-hmm. twin peaks mm-hmm. um, and the black lodge contains beings that can affect our world in both positive and negative ways and one of the only ways to connect with those beings is by fire walking it's a whole thing. Watch <laughs> Twin Peaks. It's really cool. Word. This um, is also, I mean, uh, just a different version. Like, with different names, I mean, a different version of uh, the Luciferians from yes. Heaven's Gate. Or, uh, I don't know if you guys remember. remember Happy Science. Yes. But uh, same thing, where they were like the shadow, whatever mm-hmm. people could come up and then affect stuff, but you could only fight them off using your vibes and and they were like cats with laser guns no those were different aliens that was the best kind though yeah this is also a solid anime uh lemurians the lemurian myth which is kind of madame blavatsky hollow earth ish hmm. is kind of similar to this too this is just one more basically version of terry pulling from a common theology that somebody else came up with and kind of freestyling and making it her own um so their meetings turned into essentially larp battles where she would guide them through the battle and they would have anything like pencils wands and they would basically pretend to fight the black lords believing that they were doing spiritual work to defeat lords and evil spirits that they could not see but terry could no, I got you. Nuh-uh, I blocked it with my shield. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. Mom said you're not allowed to use the hearth blasters anymore. <laughs> I'm not even on my period. <laughs> um, so each meeting they were required to bring a cup, a robe, a fan, a sword, and a rod. Now, <laughs> none of these objects had to be full size, so... a real common one was cocktail swizzle sticks for swords like have you ever seen those little martini plastic ones that was pretty common or car antennas for rods sandy what is this it's a cup i got it at the store sandy this is a diva cup (laughs) hey everybody in case you forgot your swords i took the liberty of drinking 80 margaritas and now i have a, a plethora of swords and if you break one, I took the liberty of drinking 20 more. Somebody has to drive me home. So they Or we would, can meditate. I don't care. Either way. They would start each session by making gestures north, south, east, and west, and then touching their shoulders because the shoulders were the power center of the body. And then yeah. they would put their arms out and go, hey, Macarena. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say head, shoulders, knees, and, and toes. toes. And they would basically extend their arms out. Mm-hmm. and basically believe and project forward that they were going to kill black lords. And then Terry would come in and give the body count for the last week what? of how many black lords they killed. Okay, hold up. So they're using cocktail swords 
and doing the Cupid shuffle. Yeah. And then she's like, damn, y'all killed a bunch of motherfuckers yeah, today. Yeah. To the left, to the left. Uh, yeah. To the north, to, to the, the south. To this the is shoulders, like, to knees and toes. This is like Akashic Dungeons and Dragons. This is 100% Akashic yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. Like, uh, it's, it's just straight up LARPing, like, which yeah. is not necessarily Dungeons and Dragons or like nerd cousins i would say but yeah it's straight up larping this is what happens when people don't have video games i mean it happens in there it's fine anyway sorry anyway it was around this time that glenn and terry's marriage started to fall apart oh no, no really what happened that's so weird A well marriage based on lies no <laughs> see the whole thing was I think Glenn thought he and Terry had something special, and I think Terry thinks she's the only special thing about it. Oh, Glenn, honey, no. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's pretty common when there's a huge age difference is that the older person will talk down to the younger person a lot and, like, say that they know things that they don't know sometimes. That's right, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing, too, is Glenn's family had never approved of his marriage to Terry, so he was kind of isolated. They would reach out, but Terry kept them at arm's length. And he eventually <laughs> fell into... Should have kept them at hair length. <laughs> much farther away. She, he eventually fell into some drugs and alcohol. Oh, no, honey. Um, if he was at his mom and dad's house for half an hour... Terry would start calling. So she is, they are in an abusive this relationship. This is, yeah, yeah, very abusive. It's also like, oh, I wonder, I wonder why uh, he fell into drugs and alcohol. It's probably because his fucking wife just has a stockpile of Mexican drugs and has to drink 80 martinis every week for the LARP. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In late 1976, Glenn's mother at one point in the court case would testify that Glenn had wanted out of both his marriage to Terry, but also conscious development as a whole. And he probably also peeked a little bit behind the curtain and saw 100% all the flaws of what Terry was saying and kind of saw the process of how she's kind of making the shit up. Yeah. yeah. And November 24th, 1976, Terry again beat him to it and filed for divorce. She says it was an amicable divorce, but five days later, he filed a waiver allowing for a speedy processing of the divorce, which I don't know if you guys have been through a divorce or had a family member go through a divorce. It's not a speedy process. No. Even amicable ones are not fast. It yeah. can take up to a year, even for an amicable it one. It can even take more than that. Yeah. Even if both parties are involved, want it to go through as fast as possible, there's still things like... For whatever reason, the forms have to be done differently or X, yeah. Y, or Z. Like, it's a long fucking process. And his was granted January, two months later. Damn. So he got it granted as fast as possible. But six days after January 27th, when their divorce was finalized, six days later, he was dead. <gasps> Damn. Of an alleged suicide. Glenn, oh, no. no. Did she still have a life insurance policy on him? Of course she did. Oh. No! Glenn, no! It's always the spouse! She has been watching so much fucking... Forensic uh, files? Forensic it files. is almost always the spouse. It's always yeah. like... Yeah, it's just really weird how, like, uh, it looks like his body was sm smothered by 15 tons of hair? 
Somehow uh, it looks like his penis was severed while he choked to death from a tourniquet he tied himself. Oh, God. Anyway. Are these stone prints? <laughs> <laughs> so Terry told the investigators that she had found a note in her safe. I thought you were going to say in her handwriting. <laughs> I mean, it may have been. Yeah, probably. Uh, she says it was left by Glenn, and the text of the note allegedly read, I, Glenn Cooley, give to Terry Cooley all of my property, both personal and real. This includes two boats, a 1972 Buick Limited, all jewelry and equipment for its making, because they had a small business, uh, all furnishings for the house, and the clear title to the house and all of his cash. I ask that this last will of mine not be contested by anyone in any way for any reason. Last but not least, I give all my love to my family and friends. What the fuck was that at the just right at the end? That fucking uh, no tag backs bullshit. Because yeah. I don't think it was a real. No, no. it's some bullshit. Yeah. yeah, it's clearly some bullshit. And unfortunately, it wouldn't be the last. Also, I'm going to say I don't disparage anyone that has a small jewelry making business. I'm only mad at Terry because she's full of bullshit. Yeah, no, I uh, love me some small jewelry making businesses. Uh, I'm excited for the earrings and everything that I get to wear that Cassie made for me for Shout my out. wedding. Shout out Cassie Grunder. Shout out Cassie Grunder. Um, I'm, I am against people who like murder other people and make it look like a suicide, though. Yeah, yeah. not a fan. Not and a fan. even worse, people who use beads. Anyway, uh, it wouldn't be the last time that Terry conveniently benefited from someone's death. Oh, she's a really bad person. What? I don't like her. Really? A she's cult a leader. Bad a bad person? person? A few years later, Sandra's daughter, Devro, turned 14. In Texas, this meant that she could determine which parent she lived with. And all signs pointed to her moving in with her father. Oh, Apparently, no. she and her mom had stopped getting along. But all of a sudden, her mom suddenly seemed super nice, probably as an attempt to keep her there. She even offered to take her to Hawaii on a trip with a few other members of the Conscious Development Group. But what both Devereaux and Chuck, her father, didn't know... Sandy had taken out a $300,000 life insurance policy Damn. on Devereaux. She's a baby. And she had filed two wills allegedly written by Devereaux. Damn, Sandy. No 14-year-old has a will. Get the fuck out of here. That actually comes into play in just a bit because in the state of Texas, a 14-year-old cannot write a will legally because it's a legally binding contract. And yeah, not she's 18. a child. Yeah. So Sandy and Devereaux went to Hawaii and they went out on a boat trip into a large lagoon with a large coral reef in the center. Oh, no. According, Never go on a boat trip. That's how all murders happen. According to Sandy, their boat capsized and Devereaux was swept away into the waves, never to be seen alive again. What kind of horrible bitch mother do you have to be to kill your own child because it's, they don't want to live with you? It's going to get worse. Fuck. So, the two wills that she had allegedly prepared and dated, the first was addressed to Terry and her new husband, Ben Johnson, a man she'd married only five months after Glenn had died. It basically was, it seemed like it was written by an adult. It's not a real will. 
Yeah, because no child even thinks about needing a will. Yeah, yeah except for some of those emo kids. No, they don't. No. I wrote a will when I was 19. <laughs> That's... Really? I, yeah. I, I also have a will, but it's because I own stakes. No, no, no. Things. But you own, yeah, I own stakes too. They're in the freezer. But uh, <laughs> what, what did you I own? I give to you all or of no. my stakes. Yeah. What did you <laughs> own? I was like 16. What did you own at 16 I mean, that I, was worth giving to anyone else? I had like a savings account and I had a bicycle <laughs> and a car. You're save. I guarantee you, your savings account was bullshit next to any adult. Oh, for sure, it was like yeah. three grand. I used yeah. it for college, but like, yeah, no, I thought I had this episode when I was sixteen where I, I was convinced I was dying. Well, you are. Everyone's and so, dying. well, yeah, but I was having panic attacks and I wasn't sleeping. And when I would try to fall asleep, it felt like I was dying and I would freak out. Yeah, my bitch mom kept trying to invite me on suspicious boat trips. Yeah, I was really freaking out. But anyway, yeah, so I, like I wrote a will and I put it in my sketchbook and I like gave all my art supplies to my best friend oh, and I God. like did a whole thing because I was like, yeah, I think I'm. You're morbid it. as hell, dog. Yeah, I know. I have a lot of schools. It's fine. <laughs> we need to talk about it later. Therapy's great, huh? I mean, if you if you have a life insurance policy on yourself, you do have to designate where any of your money or assets go. Yeah. Truly and honestly, any adult should have a will. But yeah. I, I still, that's not going to stop me from thinking it's stupid. But a, I, a 14 year old, year old have a will. doesn't need a will. They don't, no. But you should, uh, I mean, I don't know. You talk to people um, who work in like the funeral industry and you just hear like, the 30 year old who died unexpectedly didn't have a will because they never thought they would need it and then everything goes to shit afterwards because people like you know people don't like thinking about death but like everyone should have a will well there's also even me who i have all i have to give away is a fucked up honda and like less than what she had in her savings account at 19 so laws at least in california laws surrounding wills and things like this are a little bit different now Mm -hmm. i suspect to probably make things like this not as possible where recently this was only maybe a year and a half ago um because i uh have life insurance policies but also i uh was given stock options Mm -hmm. so i had to basically determine what happens in the event of my death for those stock options and because jake and i were not married yet i legally was not allowed to list him as the recipient for stock options or my life insurance policy so i had to list my sister with an addendum that basically said if this happens you have to pay jake out x amount of money same for me i think what happens if i die is all of that gets paid out to my mom and yeah Hold on, I'm getting a text message. Do you want to go on a boat ride? (laughs) I think I should say yes. You guys notice how my mom's been wearing 38 chains recently? (laughs) Now, obviously the state of Texas also was like 14 year old with a will. I don't think so. So a lot of this money. Thank God. This is the first rational fucking. All right. I'm sorry. Straight up, though, insurance companies in all of my murder mysteries save the day so much because they don't want to pay money to people that have murdered other people. So, so often they're like, no, it was murder. And then they find out the murder. So here's the kicker. In this case, they wouldn't pay the will out because they determined that the will wasn't valid. It's fraudulent. Yeah. It's like, fraudulent. Very obviously fraudulent. But here's the thing. If you are the child of wealthy parents and you die before your parents, that just means all of your assets revert to your parents 
or your children if you have any but in this case she doesn't or a sibling but she also doesn't have a sibling so that means once she's dead sandra has control of any of her money or at least access to a lot of it even if some of it was placed in trust and it was done before she could have picked to go with the other parent because then it would have transferred to the other parent fuck potentially yeah. that's fucked so I mean, that's not the only part that's fucked. The whole thing is fucked, but that's like extra fucked. So even though her will didn't go through, the insurance policy did. And they did pay out that $300,000. And by the December after Devereaux had passed away, Sandy basically had given all that money to Terry anyway. Man. This dumb bitch. Including her house, all of the artwork in her house, and all of her jewelry making supplies and jewelry that she already had. Now, it was placed, quote unquote, in trust to become effective when Sandy died. And she wrote in February, she basically wrote a sort of a will, basically saying that Terry would receive all of her goods that she had after her death. Wait, hold on. I'm I'm getting something from the Akashic Records. I feel like Sandy's going to die real soon. Well, you'd be right. Are you Uh, fucking reading Yahoo Answers, you bitch? (laughs) Sandy, don't listen to her. Let's just go on a boat ride real quick. It's just me and you. And a case of Bud Light and 32 margaritas. I cannot swim in all these stones, Terry. And you know that. (laughs) It was only a few months after that that Sandy sent another one of the like teaching group a letter detailing all of her financials and any outstanding financial issues between her and her husband etc and then she ended the letter saying that she quote-unquote planned a trip to the Colorado Springs area to see some land that Terry and Dawn her next husband oh Terry's no. married like four times poor Ben had bought in the mountains and she said that they may eventually build a, tr- a retreat there. So she took another another follower with her. Um, this follower that received her letter believed, as you did, that she was going to die somehow. That she was either planning it or someone was going to kill her. So when she and her friend Wheezy, short for Louise, yeah. Um, oh. And the F is for phenomenal. <laughs> Wheezy left for Colorado. Baby. <laughs> she had all the locks to her house changed, and she didn't have anyone house sit for her. And what? she had turned the keys over to Terry. What? Does she. Does she. She and Louise Watson began their drive out to Colorado. Now, somebody, a couple of their members stated that Louise didn't want to go on the trip and that she hadn't been well, but Sandy forced her to go. Um, yeah. I don't really know. I couldn't imagine somebody they nicknamed Wheezy is doing any amount of fine. That's actually a pretty common nickname for Louise. I know. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's got it. Yeah. It's also um, a, the nicest nickname for Little Wayne, but so on september 9th of that year they left to go inspect the new land near cripple creek in colorado springs 
and no one ever heard from them again. Damn, both of them? The next day, an Air Force Academy paramedic happened to spot their Mercury Lynx at the base of a 450-foot cliff right below Gold Camp Road. Both Sandra and Louise were thrown from the car and killed immediately. And when they expected, inspected where the car had left the cliff, there were no skid marks and no indication that anyone had tried to break. What the fuck? Rather, there were acceleration marks. This Damn. is fucking crazy. They weren't the last. What? Back in Dallas... Terry had befriended a new couple, David and Glenda Goodman, and they had basically given her everything, their money, their house. She basically had moved into their house and they were living almost like slaves in their own house. Wait, are they are they not soulmates? Is that? That's exactly what she was going to argue. Oh, I fucking knew it, this fucking bitch. And they eventually tried to escape from her but were not able to really get away since they had given literally almost all their money. And, you know, financial abuse is such that it stops you from leaving. Yeah. And they were found with two handguns beside them in January of 1990, along with checks that they had written to Terry totaling more than $100,000 and basically encompassing the last of their estate. Damn, Terry! Holy shit. From the years of 1979 to 1990, 10 or more, because these are just the ones we kind of know about, people with ties to Terry Hoffman died. Six by alleged suicides, including two of her four husbands. She's a serial killer. And the other four of those 10 in quote unquote accidents. All of them, with the exception of basically two, had told their relatives that they suffered from terminal illnesses, but autopsies revealed that none of them were terminally ill. Do you think she convinced them? that is what she did. Of course she did. She convinced them that they had a terminal illness, but that their last act should be to give her something. Oh my God, this... I'm so upset. You cold ass bitch. Eight of those ten were members of her inner circle. Oh my god, she's a psychopath. But no one was able to prove it. There's no paper trail. It's only hearsay. Is there a jewelry trail? Not even. Damn. So they were only able to sentence her on fraud charges, which basically allowed people to sue her in civil court for the deaths of their loved ones but she's never been held criminally liable for it is she in jail though she did go to jail for a short time oh okay yeah because they got her on fraud they just didn't get her on murder okay oh my god Mm -hmm. well she's diabolical she filed for bankruptcy and she was sentenced to 16 months in prison for 10 counts of bankruptcy fraud in May of 1994. She was released after 12 months, so she basically served a year. Damn. Now, she later remarried again. Damn! And changed her name again. And she started a website basically 
trying to push the same kinds of ideas, but she also wrote a financial advice book. So after touting herself as a financial advisor and publishing another book, she lived until 2015 when she died just of old age. Jesus, she oh lived to be God. 77 years old. Mm-hmm. God. That's and crazy. Her husband died the same year she did. No. Before or after her? I don't know. Jesus. Not sure it doesn't say. But yeah, so she's basically a a black widow, I would say. Yeah. Well, she's a black widow, but also like not just of her husband's, but anyone that cared about her. Yeah, literally. She just she saw people for what she could gain out of them. And basically anyone that she could get money from their life was expendable and she did i believe and this is again my opinion mm-hmm. uh i believe she convinced people that they had terminal illnesses to make them more likely to kill themselves oh yeah yeah if someone thinks they're already dying then they'll fly off a cliff and she might have even convinced sandy that her daughter was dying or had some type of right. illness to justify her death right because sandy was Hey, Sandy, I'm just saying that there's some mighty fine jewelry you got there. Do you have a straw from your titty? Yep. <clears throat> it hurts to put in, but boy, does it make it easier to drink. Oh, jeez. So that is Terry Hoffman. God. And oh my God, the that's... conscious development of mind, body, and soul. That's just so... Because, I mean, when we covered Heaven's Gate... The death of all those people was really difficult. Yeah. You know, and it's really hard to hear. But I think at their core, Herf and Bonnie believed in this thing and weren't manipulating people any more than they were manipulating themselves. Right. But when you hear this cult, it's just really hard because it's like she clearly just has no soul. Yeah, she's a con artist. Yeah. And a murderer. Yeah, she went from Chardonnay titties to murdering kitties. It's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) That's just so... Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, it's really horrible. She's killing people like a fucking mob boss, dude. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, well, and what's worse is that she's convincing people to kill themselves, which means it can't be traced to her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's the most diabolical thing. Yeah. She loves having, I mean, her thing is she has so much power and control over everyone in her life. That's why, like, she's breaking couples up. She's dating younger men. Like, she's doing everything to be the most powerful and important person at all times to everyone. Mm-hmm. And then she's using that power to gain. Yes. Mostly hairspray. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, her hair gets very tall at one point. <laughs> she also, like, I, we looked up photos and, like, in every photo she's so scary yeah yeah i find her pretty scary i don't like her honestly when i look at her she looks like a fucking goofball looks like a fucking goober really honestly to me but wait till she takes her bra off (laughs) (laughs) i'll change your tune armando can you just sign this note real quick oh yeah for sure what does this say so it says i give you everything i own yeah have fun with my three jewel pods and a (laughs) honda civic (laughs) rolling in dirt baby (laughs) oh my god yeah i know that that was a rough one but it was yeah yeah it's man it's it's so difficult when they start i would okay 
I would say that the last episode was probably one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. Yeah, in it's terms very of like funny. Some of the bits that we do. Right. So it's always difficult when you go from that to just like, and then the the worst murders imaginable. Right. I, I think the hardest part for me too, anytime we have a cult where kids die, I think it's it's one thing when adults are being manipulated, but when a child is just murdered, it's just. It right. makes it extra, yeah. extra tough. And didn't even... The other thing is, too, it's not even... The child didn't seem manipulated. It seemed like they were trying their hardest to get out. And, but they yeah. just have... They have no recourse to get the fuck out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just so God. much more helpless. It's really... That's the worst. Mm-hmm. You guys want to go to the bar and get some titties? <laughs> <laughs> that was a rough one. Um... You know what we could do to cheer you guys up? What? What? The Akashic Records are kind of like a cootie catcher. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> do you have cooties? I have a cootie catcher. Ooh. Oh, hold up, hold up. Who circle, circle, dot, dot, dot. dot. Now, now I you... have a titties tattoo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I never realized that's what that is. <laughs> so you have made, peek behind the curtain, we, we did stop to make this really quick uh, during recording. You have... I a have cootie catcher. a cootie catcher and no one else knows what's written in it except me. Yeah. I'm so excited. Oh, uh, my God. So which one of you wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. OK, so your choices are the harvest <laughs> glass. eye, OK, pea balls and, and Tony, Kansas. I got to go with pea balls. P E E B A L L S. OK, four, eight, two, six. I'm going to go with four because it's the closest thing to 420. All right. Four. May your titties overfloweth with the finest Chardonnay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, Andrea, your turn. I will say one thing. My titties are definitely overflowing. (laughs) Great. I have to uh, go... I have to go with my man, Tony, Tony, Tony Kansas. Tony yeah. Kansas. T-O-N-Y-K-A-N-S-A-S. You've got the same choices. Four, eight, two, six. I'll go with two. All right. You will own a pair of Heaven's Gate Nikes. God oh, damn it. <laughs> sucks to be you. Your other options were... You will face judgment at the dark carnival. Pray for the mercy of the butterfly against the great Malenko. And then start a cult. (laughs) I can't believe straight up. I can't believe Paige made and thought of this in less than 10 minutes. I can't believe I remembered how to make one of these. Yeah, Yeah. I couldn't remember. I went to art school. I don't know how to make a cootie catcher. First of all, we already basically have started a cult. Uh, Patreon.com slash cult podcast. Secondly, um, I went, uh, my friend Mohanad visited from uh, Portland. He was doing a, a, a set for Comedy Central, which I will definitely shout that out when it comes out. Um, but Mohanad and I have a love of shoes, a love of sneakers. And so we went shopping and I kept looking at all these sneakers and like I wanted to buy a pair of really nice sneakers. But every time I held one in my mind, I just went, somebody, a cult didn't die in these, though. Jeez. Oh, my God, these, Armando. These Travis Scott fours are nice, but 
Heaven's Gate didn't die in them. Jeez. Yeah. I, I will not buy another nice pair of, uh, like, Nikes until I get these Nike decades. Jeez. Okay. Uh, yeah. This was a great episode. Yeah. Um, great job, Paige. This was amazing. You. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, uh, I think if you got to take away anything from this one, it's don't go on boat rides. Um, only have a will if you're over the age of 25. Um... What else? Do the real occult. None of this theosophy bullshit. Yeah, if you're going to fucking be a weirdo, be a real weirdo. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, us. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say go to a doctor. How about oh, that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I uh, feel like all of these suicides could have pre- been prevented with a doctor's visit and some tests. That is, I mean, yeah. Like if you went to a doctor and believed a doctor instead of a crazy woman who called herself. The Messiah, you Lady like, Jesus, Lady yeah. Jesus, the you're yeah. For. Oh yeah, because then you could have, you know, walked up to Hugh Laurie and he would have been like, "You don't have lupus. It's never lupus. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the Akashic records. It's never the Akashic. It's record. sarcoidosis, and you are dying, but not for the reasons she told you." <sighs> What's wrong, Doctor House? Well, I want to give her an MRI scan, but she refuses to take off her chains. <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) Have you ever considered that maybe some of these ailments are from heavy metal poisoning? I didn't hire you to tell me your fancy talk. I hired you to tell me why my back hurts. This ain't that heavy. Help, help. My skin is turning green. Oh, you got the cancer. No, you never wash your body, Cheryl. (laughs) It's covered in stones. Real gold won't turn your shit green. That's true. Well, this has been an awesome episode. And uh, this episode and all of our episodes are brought to you by our Patreon donors. (laughs) Yeah, we've got a Patreon. And for just $5 a month, you get access to all of our sweet, sweet bonus content, uh, like the Speculation Zone, which is our bonus show every other week. Uh, so far, we've done an episode on the history of the Hitler stash and Juggalo. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. They shit, go fuck yourself. Shit is dope. So one of the other things that you get for donating is a shout out on the show. And so we're going to read some shout outs. Uh, this first one goes out to Michelle Vermeulen. Oh, Michelle, she's in the Facebook group. OK, so do you know them? Not personally. Ah, oh, god damn it! See, every time I see somebody's name, I'm like, I really don't want to butcher this. No, I don't. I know the other Michelle. That's fair. Yeah, I'm sure there's more than one Michelle. <laughs> Probably. I one of the Michelles we went to high school together. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I just had a childhood full of. Is Amanda Therese here? And so I never wanted to do that to anybody else. Hey guys, Andrea here. We also have a shout out. To Katie, the only Katie there ever was, <laughs> the one Katie. So okay, so Katie, if we're doing a count, you know who you are. We've got two Michelles and one Katie. Two Michelles, one Katie, and an Amanda Torres. A uh, Torres, please Therese. and thank you. I went to. I was in musical theater with a girl named Athena Giannopoulos, and. <laughs> Every single time we had to take a role for anything. It was like, Athena Monopoly. <laughs> Is Ant-Man Georgia here? <laughs> At least it was in Ginopolis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so you told me not to open this until we were on air. Yes. Wait, real quick. Ginopolis sounds like the vagina that ate a city. 
it sounds like it sounds like the world's biggest plaza of OBGYNs. That's so funny. Come to Ginopolis. We've got vaginas for days and two subways. <laughs> it's gonna smell so yeasty. <laughs> This shout out goes out to Coco Diablo. Coco Diablo. Which sounds like some sort of like coffee villain. Yeah. Or an awesome volcano. I was going to say it sounds like the coolest like hot chocolate brand from Mexico. Yeah. Ooh, that's pretty good. It's like it's got a little spice to it. Coco Diablo. Yo quiero Coco Diablo. Coco Diablo is definitely the nickname of the chemist that invented Four Loco. <laughs> I was going to say he's the sexiest uh, hot chocolate salesman. Uh, this next shout out goes out to, this one goes out to Brit with a special caveat that uh, they want me to say the following. <clears throat> spiders. <clears throat> spiders. <clears throat> okay. 420 blaze it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you had to warm up for that? Yeah, I do my. Weren't you doing that just two seconds ago? Off he has to do the spider Don't scale. Me I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I love it so much. Uh, this next one goes out to Jess Thunder Pussy Gray. Fuck yes. <laughs> Jess. Now, interesting thing about this one is that Gray is actually the nickname and Thunder Pussy is their real last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a paralegal and every time she has to get sworn in, it's like Miss Thunder Pussy. <laughs> yeah. Please, Miss Thunder Pussy was my mother. <laughs> you can tell how far away she is by how many claps you can get in. <laughs> Ah! Council should be here in five minutes. I think I heard her over the intercom. <laughs> She'll be here soon. She just had to get checked at Ginopolis. <laughs> and if you look at the Doppler radar, we've got a large thunder pussy cold front coming in over Ginopolis. You're definitely going to see some showers this weekend. And it's probably all going to smell like fish. <laughs> but that might just be the subways. <laughs> Wait, the sandwich company? The sandwich or shop. okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. They only serve tuna. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> this one goes out to Victoria Otero, who probably also has a thunder pussy. I heard uh this one. This is here, wild let me look speculation. It up. This is wild speculation, but Oh, it's uh Victoria Lightning Clit Otero. <laughs> is that oh my God. slightly better? <laughs> I, I think they're both awesome and y'all should get it tattooed. Hell also, yeah. please open a law firm together. <laughs> Lightning Clinton Thunder Pussy and Associates. And Associates. That's my favorite part. <laughs> if you see Ginopolis, you've gone too far. Oh. These bits have gone too far. <laughs> Bunghole, Lightning Clit, and Thunder Pussy. We're here to protect you. Oh, my God. If there was a way to disbar somebody who didn't have a law, like uh, allowance, I don't even know what it's called. Uh, license license there thank you, you. a license to practice that's what would happen to us we should be disbarred <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so this is a uh, uh <laughs> if you want this to happen to your name please <laughs> add ridiculous nicknames it's our favorite please add more thank you're, you so much you're paying us money we'll say whatever you want to within reason within reason and even that no, reason doesn't no have to be very much no racial slurs yeah no and no, no rachel slurs and no rachel slurs i won't hear bullshit about my girl from friends <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, no hate speech of any kind. Unless it's about Ross from Friends. Unless it's about Ross from Friends or the French. <laughs> or that guy that died of tuberculosis in that last episode. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, this has been lots of fun. Yeah, this I has been a guys. great time. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you want to send me um, a business card for Thunder Pussy and Lightning Clit and Associates. <laughs> it would be so cheap to make on Vistaprint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do it. Uh, if you want to send that to me uh, or represent me in the almost for sure upcoming libel case against Victoria Otero, uh, <laughs> then you can uh, get at me on Instagram and Twitter at Mondo Does Stuff. That's M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff. Or you can go to MondoDoesStuff.com. Hey, guys. This is Andrea. If you want to send me uh, stones that won't turn my skin green... Or, or stones that turn all of your skin or green. Or all of your skin green. <laughs> I just, don't want any of that in-between <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, 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 all or nothing. All or nothing. Or tickets on a mysterious boat ride. Please send them <laughs> to me on all the things at Sundress Comic. Or check out my art at Andrea Gazetta. Uh, I'm making cool shit. And it's hey, cool. Hey, Andrea, cool. do you want to go to quote-unquote Catalina? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you want to send me a life vest for specific, for suspicious boat rides, or <laughs> if you want to help us get the vote out for Lightning Clit Thunder Pussy 2020. Oh, yes. Fuck. Oh, my God. Start Paige. the campaign now. We, we don't need just one woman in the White House. We need a pussy and a clit in the White House. Yes. 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 Get the vote out. Change is going to come. Also, lightning and thunder. A storm is brewing in Washington. Yes! And it's from Thunder Pussy and Lightning Clit. Make bumper stickers. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely voting for Eliza Cliff, Thunder Pussy Warren. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. If you like our show still. Um, Why? I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, then we love you. And if you want to follow the show on social media, you can do so on Instagram at Colt Podcast. Or on Colt Podcast Show on Twitter. You can also send us an email to ColtPodcastShow at gmail.com. Or if you want to send us your life vests for suspicious boat rides or <laughs> your business cards for Thunder Pussy, Lightning Clit, and Associates. Yes. Or bumper stickers for... Thunder Pussy Lightning Clit 2020. <laughs> you can send those to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237. Like, like the, the Shining. Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. What other fucking podcast about to fuck around and make merch off a of Patreon shout out? I mean, for real though, perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you want to learn more about our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast for all of the other rewards that we have. And if you just want to learn more about the podcast or find a specific episode on a specific cult or see what our faces look like, any of the above and lots more, you can go to cult podcast show dot Com. Speaking of our website, starting today, you are able to get the Colt Podcast Pitcher Man pin on the store. Yeah, it is a an enamel pin uh, of our Pitcher Man logo. You can also get the three Colt Podcast prayer candles. Uh, we have very very limited um, supply right now, so if if y'all like them and want to buy them, we're going to have to buy more, which is kind of a weird 
explanation to do when you're trying to buy bulk prayer candles. Um, but <laughs> like, how many saints are you praying to? Yeah, like, don't don't worry about it. But God damn it, we will do it. I'm we just, will do it if you guys want it. I'm just hoping that we have to put a new order in for prayer candles right before Halloween, so <laughs> someone has a lot of questions. <laughs> so yes you can do all of this at cultpodcastshow.com check out our shop our store we've got a bunch of new uh well we've got two new things but also Uh, you can get the shirts there picture man pins prayer candles stickers yeah yeah yeah. you can get a bunch of shit um yeah thank you so much for everything that all of you do also by the way um i in the wild just on being on reddit for the first time saw two different people talking about our podcast which was super sweet uh if you can you guys if you can y'all have been amazing on twitter uh especially on twitter and also in the facebook group which if you are not in the facebook group join in it it is so fun it has been reviewed as one of the best and like neatest places on earth i think on the internet right now it's pretty dope it's alligators cheese and cult news and i love every bit of it yeah (laughs) we've really built a community and it feels so good to be um the leader of the community uh but if you are on reddit or on any other kind of thing like that and you could get the word out for us or even word of mouth anything like that helps we don't really put that much into advertising for our show and we have been able to spread just off of y'all so anything you can do helps um that's something you can do for free for absolute free and it helps us out immeasurably and we love you we love you so much i'm gonna leave you guys with this hear me out Mm -hmm. it's thelma and louise Mm -hmm. okay with juggalettes (gasps) thunder pussy and lightning play i love it oh my god those are such good juggalo names which one makes the mic disappear (laughs) (laughs) definitely thunder pussy (laughs) because it's the whole pussy not just the clit which is outside but lightning clit charges it yeah 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 yeah, because she's got electricity They're Obviously. a team, Armando. They're yeah. a team. Okay. And that's why they're going to bring the storm to Washington. <laughs> clear out the swamp. Bring in... Shock the swamp. Must, musty pussies. <laughs> um, you guys. If you want to send us a microphone that you've made disappear before... Don't do that. That's going to smell a oh, lot. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but also, we can't use it. We shouldn't have our mouths near it. <laughs> Unless you're into that kind of thing. Anyway, I'm going to say don't drink anything that a woman who collects other people's wills hands you. (laughs) Good call. And don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. I'm in front of Prime Minister (laughs) Janopoulos.